Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Hello, listeners. You've got Kathy Love and you've got Chantel Robards. Hello, everyone. Hello. So, um, welcome to our fireside Friday afternoon chat. Uh, and we ha- don't have a particular structure for this podcast, but I guess what we can kick off with is Chantel Robards is now part of the Naked Consulting team. So, welcome. You've been in with us for a couple of months now. I have and loving it, Kathy. After two and a half years consulting to government and being quite tightly um, restricted, I guess, on what I could and couldn't do, and uh, I'm in this position now with with NACA where I'm feeling like action is the yes. number one goal. <laughs> Finally, all the all the learnings that I've made in the last few years, I can put into action now and. And I'm having a ball with it. You've got a great team, by the way. We do have a fabulous team. Not, uh, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's just extraordinary, extraordinary. And kudos to you. You've fitted in so well, and you've given us feedback about onboarding. And you know, I, I think you're very comfortable with looking for opportunities. And don't you think we should do this? And if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Like your your appreciation. Well, my appreciation of your agitation is just out there now. Can't wait to agitate. I've got a few grenades in the belt ready to go, Kathy. Okay. I've been <laughs> warned. I've been warned. I think we should share, though, how we've spent our day today. So what are we? We're end of September 2023, I think, uh, and we've just stepped out of the Quarterly Accelerator Conference, which is an online conference that we run for our members, and it's the first one you've been in, right? The most fabulous day. <laughs> <laughs> Just a really nourishing day in terms of the content that was presented, some mind-blowing stuff on AI. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just uh, how far that has come and uh, some really good hacks on how to use chat GPT. So, yeah, amazing stuff. You really put a good day together. Some of your members are doing incredible things too. Yeah, we've got a session in there uh, where we showcase uh showcase what our members have done and it's about understanding the problem that they had the action plan they put into place to solve it and then the in many cases the measurable outcome so without naming names we heard from a business owner who changed her service and fee model and put a hundred thousand on her profit line now that gets a round of applause in my book that's just it's really brave isn't it um, that that's really change management process that has to happen to make that happen successfully. And she'd just done such a good job with her team and her client base. I really could see really sort of uh, 
Detox. Embrace the fear. Embrace the fear. <laughs> uh, just a uh, really great plan. Um, so when the time, she, and she had a go date. So when that go date came, she was ready because she'd yep. done all the pre-work really, really thoroughly. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit too long for you, Kathy. <laughs> I know. I do have to practice patience, but it comes <laughs> from a wholehearted place. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she, she had done amazingly well. Um, and I'm loving hearing about new grad programs today. Mm, yes, I and I wrote down during the conference that I think we need to run a working, not I think, I know we need to run a working party, which means that we bring some of our members together for a half a day and probably one of us will facilitate that and we will squeeze new graduate programs out of everybody's busy business brains because I, I think what this these conferences do along with our coaching zones and our monthly group coaching and whenever we bring good people together, we get this exponential kind of multiplication of the effect. And that serves our values of happy business owners, happy teams, improving the lines of people with, you know, health and disability needs. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the last one was the employee value proposition. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't that oh, yes. Yeah, how cool. And she was so generous. She um, screen shared the whole document that she's put together and the whole pathway she's put together and the graphics. I um I I couldn't because I was chatting with her, I could only get a sense of the eyebrow raises uh-huh. and the the awe that people had for how beautiful this document was. And I happen to know how good the content content is as well. Um yeah. we couldn't necessarily see that. But what's that's landed a what two or three new clinicians in two months or three months yeah, I think absolutely just can't speak to how important that is right now with the competition for new recruits yep. being so high and um she's in a regional area as well so it's even tougher uh so yeah really really impressive members uh actions happening out there Kathy and just uh, back to your point around getting those brains together in the room as well because it's such a rich environment I'm loving coaching zone that we offer. You are. You are loving it. It's I'm my favourite. <laughs> I love it. What do you like about it? I just love the the easygoing uh, nature of it, I think. So people pop in and pop out. Some Sometimes uh, people will pop in right on the minute and they're gone by eight minutes past. And yep. then five- Our record is four minutes. Our record yeah. is someone four minutes getting, the, getting a massive solution and and just and off they go again carry on with their day yeah i had one pop in at 5 2 the hour mm-hmm. like just quick question quick and actually we just had a bit of a celebration because she's just implemented some stuff and and really smashing it so yeah just coaching coaching zones are another really great environment for you, for our members to to get those brains all in a room and half the time they solve each other's problems because, i know right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. There, there's just such a good group of people, and and you know, you think our allied health world is in good hands with these people at the helm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really cool way of putting it. That despite all the broader um, concern and worry at a at a really local level, there's a an awesome number of awesome business owners who are doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, they really are. They really are. And as a result, their clients are just getting really, really great yeah. support. Yeah. And their teams are being retained. <laughs> it's which is a little unheard of right now. It is. <laughs> it is. It's something yeah. that I can't even think of the last time I had to really talk about um 
employee churn with a client ever. It's years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, smashing it. They're a great bunch. I'm, I'm loving so, it. On the record, I should thank my um, the entire Naker consulting team. I think the whole team was in the conference at some point as keyboard warriors or as, um, you know, celebrators, if that's a word. Um, Marcus uh, from our team spoke about ChatGPT, which was phenomenal, as we've alluded to. We happen to know that there's a significant white paper in the uh, pipeline on, on that. Uh, but let's kind of scope out to the broader the broader environment where are you this day has totally crept up on me where are you heading monday monday i'll be out in singleton new south wales at an event that sarah are hosting uh so the rural and remote allied health peak um and that they've brought this day together to really talk workforce and it's strategically being uh held in the hunter where obviously we have a Oh, I don't know if it is obvious obvious to me because I live in the Hunter. <laughs> There's a number of mines that are closing, so we're going to have a workforce that are going to be looking to retrain in the coming ten years or so. Mm. And they're jumping on, jumping in now onto that sensitive topic and going, "Yeah, we've got lots of jobs over here." <laughs> that, that's yeah. not obvious to me at all. I wouldn't have put those pieces together in a million years. Yeah, so that's that's why it's being held where it's being held. So we'll be having a number of speakers and I'll be sitting on a panel across at some point of the day and there's another white paper in the works, Kathy from NACA, mm. uh, regarding the recruitment and, and workforce situation. So look out, here we come. Yeah, you're getting your uh, white paper game on. Yeah, yeah, like, like I said, grenades. You've got to have the evidence in your pocket mm. if you want to t- toss them in, so... Yeah, we're getting those ducks in a row now. I can see you really enjoying that day on Monday. You you do that, or my view of you is that you do that very naturally and very effortlessly. You're good at the room and being in the room and getting that temperature as well. I think it'll be an easy one because the providers in the room are all going to be on my side. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it's going to be difficult to to uh, get some feels happening um it's going to be how we go about influencing the people the decision makers who are in the room yeah Yeah. and that's where the white paper and the evidence comes in really we need you live tweeting from the event but that is just so five years ago but so go now twitter is dying and i'm so sad (laughs) yeah i miss it i do miss it uh, it was just such a good live platform for, for those kind of events and and American politics, of course. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, just yeah, it's just yeah, passion stuff. But it's just yeah, I ha- I can't tell you the last time I had a peek at it. Oh, I know, right? Have you gone over to Threads? Yeah, I've started Threads, but I, I'm not in there very much. I to my it was pod- fun for the first week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun for the first week, had a play, and I'll I'll have a peek every now and again. But, no, it's, yeah, I'm just relying on my podcast now to give me the news. So Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to capture the sentiment next week. So enjoy, 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 enjoy. <laughs> I, I, I'm just so um, heartened that we can send representatives to these roundtables and these events uh, somewhat representing a cohort of allied health business owners, but you would certainly, you will certainly be taking all your other knowledge and experiences as well. well. I absolutely think so. It's been a frustrating 10 years. I think we can both agree, Kathy, knowing that most of the allied health 
consultations that take place. So with large not-for-profits, they happen with health. The private sector is just ignored. And yet when you look at the numbers of providers in the NDIS space at least, so the private sector is by volume by far, far, far and away the biggest. However, payments-wise, I think the, the volume of payments still goes to the larger providers and that's why the NDIA tend to talk to them and the government tend to talk to them most, yeah, just because of their scale. But how much longer are the, the bigger, older entities going to be? Uh, from what I'm hearing, if they weren't cross-subsidising, they wouldn't yeah. Be, yeah, they wouldn't be able to make ends meet. It's only in cross-subsidisation that they're that they're able to do that. Do you need to reach and give your little puppy a cuddle? I'm just going to pop him out. It's okay. actually Foxy that's doing that. Yeah. Okay. Out, 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 out. All right, I'm recording something, so you need to not make a sound. Thank you. So my son's coming to cuddle the other puppy as well, so it's all happening. But the fox is out now. I, I, while you were gone, I was just deciding whether we should edit that or not. We'll leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that to the editor's Let me hear. discretion. <laughs> Keeps it real. Keeps it real. So let's segue into the NDIS, which is where you and I typically segue to after a few minutes of how's life and how are you. Um, we're kind of all just playing the waiting game aren't we? Like it, it feels for the last month, maybe two months, there's been this drip feeding of story, of narrative. That is welcome because I think mainstream Australian media totally needs to get that narrative. But what do you reckon we're going to hear next or when? Yeah, right. So I think in the next two months, we've got a lot happening. There will have the review findings will be made public or the review recommendations. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty huge. I would imagine the ministers have that now. So uh, in terms of the jurisdictions, the state and territories will be putting, you know, their heads together to see what they're going to accept and what they're not <laughs> in terms of the recommendations as well as the Commonwealth. So uh, that's a watch this space. Mm. But we already know they've, that, like you said, there's been the drip feeding, flagged significant reform into early childhood, yeah. what that ends up looking like is anybody's guess and I, I would imagine that will be a longer-term strategy just to undo what's currently in place and put something new in and it will probably require significant funding commitment from the states and territories, which we may or may not see. Mm. Uh, I think then we'll also have the findings from the Royal Commission, which yes. we'll see in the next 6, 12 months. We'll be seeing those as well and I think uh, they, that will, uh, they'll, they will influence significant change hopefully in the education system, starting to hear some whispers coming mm -hmm. out of there, some reforms into education because part of the Royal Commission findings were just that level of exclusion that we're seeing, which isn't directly NDIS related but certainly disability related and would affect a lot of our, our allied health peeps. So watch this space on that. But also the annual pricing review consultation, which will drop in November, and we're hoping that we can stimulate quite a response to that. So uh, please stay with NACA uh, and go along that journey with us as we We may have a cunning plan. We have a cunning plan and we're hoping to stimulate a, a response at scale. to the Tidal wave of response to various ministers, we think. That's, that's the plan. So, yeah, we'll 
we'll be blogging and releasing some content mm-hmm. on that uh, very very soon. So yeah, keep an eye on the keep an eye on our socials for that. Mm. Indeed, must check plan for that. All all good. Um, I guess I guess oh, like one thing I that surprised me with the royal commission. Uh, I was surprised that at the end of a royal commission, you have a party. <laughs> Did you see that on socials? I didn't. Oh, I saw it on several different fronts that this was sort of the party at the end of the commission, and it just left. A jarring feeling for me. I, I don't know. I don't know. There was something not right about it. Clearly, I've never been involved in a royal commission. I, I would imagine that some level of debrief would be necessary after what they've yeah. heard. That those stories would have been harrowing day after mm-hmm. day after day after day. I, I just can't. Oh, just can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually just having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who's not in the sector and reflected on. Um, she asked it like a question, which is a reasonable question about how would you handle, you know, this particular thing. I mm. said you can't restrain a person. Like, oh, am I thirty years? Is that thirty years out of date? And I said, sadly, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what we what we've thought was acceptable, or not me personally, but you know, as a society, what we've thought is acceptable is just beyond belief, to be honest. And it's good mm. that that's getting aired now, and hopefully, we'll come out the other end of it in a better place. And yeah, six to twelve months sounds like such a long time to hear the outcomes of it, though. You know, they might be, they might have the initial findings a bit sooner because you know yeah. they have released findings along the way to different yeah. when they've done the different sort of themed yeah. parts of it's it. It's our next federal election, says the skeptic. Twenty five. Yeah, well, it was only last right, year, 25. so be twenty two, twenty five. Yeah, two, twenty three, might be twenty four or twenty. Just thinks to self about timing and leverage. Mm, we also have a budget surplus, so probably you know now's a good time to be asking for things. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulse hope here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalized report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. Oh, well, we will adapt with what comes our way, but not without really messaging what we feel we're worth and need. Oh, absolutely. And Allied Health will play a crucial part in all of these changes that are coming forward. It's it's really, and I hate to ask this of people because they've done so much of it in the last five years, but agility is going to be the name of the game, you know, that resilience and agility. And I know after COVID when everyone was just backs to the wall and they found an inner strength that I just couldn't believe they Mm -hmm. found and it just could be that we're going to be asked to dig deep again in the next. And make some noise and be prepared to put your name on the record around some of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And eye on the prize. Eye on the prize is a sustainable, energetic, 
you know, colourful market for uh, our service users. We're delivering great quality services, accessible services. And, um, yeah, and that's that's really what we've got to keep our eye on, I think, and keep, keep messaging around our value. Yeah, yeah. What else is going on out there? And you've got uh, your antenna up in Coaching Zone. You read widely, got phenomenal contacts. Yeah. Um, it, uh, some things are a little quiet at the moment, but uh, aged care, I'm just sort of waiting to see mm. what's going to fall out of all the aged care reforms for allied health. Um, that's That's still not overly clear. But I've read a number of documents when I was putting the white paper together where aged care for allied health is actually quite notably mentioned. But we haven't really way? in what way just the need for increased yeah. allied health within the aged care system. However, we have I haven't seen what that will look like or how that's going to be funded necessarily. I know that under my aged care you can access therapy funding, but mm-hmm. that hasn't and actually uh at, Therapy funding into residential aged care, I think, has dropped under the new funding model. That's it's reduced, not increased. So, yeah, that's a watch this space. Uh, Department of Veteran Affairs also were reviewing their pricing. So, hooray! But whether that'll what outcome that will be, I don't know. There's lots of government discussion about what's a fair price for therapy. Or for allied health, so they are still figuring that out, I think. But hey, I found out there's actually no cost model in the NDIS for allied health pricing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, well, it just means I don't know what they're basing their hourly rate, but neither do they. Oh, and neither do they. <laughs> so, uh, because it was put to me that there might be an assumption that allied health work at 90% utilisation because the assumption for support workers is that they work at 90%. Explain what you mean by 90% utilisation. So the assumption would be that for the amount of time that a person's employed, 90% of that would be billable. Yeah, right. Where we know in allied health, the numbers are nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. There's also it seems to be an assumption that everybody works 52 weeks a year, five oh, days. Oh, that Matt, that yes, remember that post a little, yeah, that news post. What three weeks ago? Yeah, so three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah that's the review. Maths in there. That was a review submission. That's yeah. what the review. Uh, that's what they're reading. That's what worries me because they're if we're not responding as a group mm. to that. But people correcting assumptions. People are taking the time to put their assumptions on paper, which is they're entitled to do. But we're not countering that. By painting and speaking to the reality of running an allied health business where yeah. net profit might be one, two, three, four, five, ten yep. percent. Yep. So in you know, the other issues, of course, it's a continued battle for recruitment that you know, with our workforce shortage being what it is, recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. And the other theme I've heard a lot of lately is I'm really struggling to stop being a clinician and begin to be a business owner. Oh, let's do that second. Back to the recruitment. What I've observed, what I'm observing is that the workforce is not locked down like they were yeah. mid last year. So 
12, 15 months ago. There's movement. There's lots of movement. There's movement across suburbs. There's movement across states. And there's movement into the country. There's also movement out of the country. Yeah. And there's movement out of allied health. And there's movement out of allied health. Yeah. So if we look for some silver linings, movement is good. Like somebody else's loss of a loved prize clinician will be somebody else's gain if they stay Stay on continent. Yeah. 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 So lots of movement and lots of testing of the market. So I spoke to a business owner last week uh, who has a model of contracting Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. contractors asking for a much bigger percentage now. Mm. Right. Well, that's pretty foxy with contracting because it's narrow margins regardless. You can very easily end up as a booking service. Yes, and that's this person's dilemma. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because they're providing all of that end, the booking, Mm -hmm. the admin, the claiming, the paying, the room, the internet, (laughs) all of the things. Yeah, so contractors really upping that percentage and they're testing the market. They're going down the road and they're getting what they want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. And I can understand that as well. You know, we were talking in the team, as you know, about supply and demand. And clinicians have the cards to be able to say, yes, but in this market, I believe I'm worth and I'm also worth this and that and the other. And what is the package going to look like? Mm -hmm. Yep. And look, I think it is just an employee's market and that's that's the beginning and the end of it. How do we... Yeah, I guess it's up to business owners to be agile and to really think creatively about how they make their business the one that that is the winner. Yeah, and certainly for recruitment and retention. I think uh, there's always room for improvement with retention meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and often when I, well, I, I, I'm mindful I, you know, have the experience of rose-coloured glasses because our members just do such a phenomenal job and they know how to make a 52-week retention plan and they do it and they roll it out and they measurement. Like we, but further out there, when I'm um, kind of listening up, when I say, what's your recruit, your retention plan? Oh, well, we've got a social calendar. And I'm going, oh, my God, what about the 99 other things? And kind of I just crack a, crack a cold sweat. Um, you've got to be working really hard on retention nowadays because of the competitor temptations, grass is greener stuff. I don't want them testing the market because they are, will almost certainly get what they're asking for. <laughs> yeah, which may well be more than what you've got in the piggy bank right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I put a post in the group quite a long time ago. I think I said um, retention is the new recruitment. Yep. And I was shot down a bit. That was 18 months ago. <laughs> Is that in your group? I've, well, I've been saying that for years. Yeah, yeah. I, there was an article. I think. I think. Uh, you know, there was an article of evidence to that, and then yeah. I just comment on the top retention. <laughs> I just said it with no evidence. And, um, <laughs> yeah, people were just yeah, sort of shot it down a bit. But it sounds. I think I was on the money for that one. I don't, I'm not. Yeah, all, totally. I, think I had that right. And yeah, you've just got to not. You don't want them testing that market. Mm. You know, prevent even that part happening if possible yeah yeah and then what was the second thing you said that I said we were going to Uh, goodbye clinical hello business oh that old thing 
Yeah, and that is just a common theme. Lots and lots of people I'm talking to, and they're just gorgeous. <laughs> and you can just see they're just amazing clinicians and they just don't want to let that bit go. But at the same time, they know that it's it's holding the business back because they don't have capacity then to be doing the planning and to be executing those, or what did we call them today, the boulder? The project rocks. Yeah, that was such a good session too. Like everything was a good session today. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they and they're just not able to sink their teeth into those because they're just mm. caught up with the sand. <laughs> yeah, one-day tasks. One-day tasks. Yeah. tasks. Yeah, so that, that's been, and we've had one of our members, again, no names, but she has done a phenomenal job after raising it. We talked about some strategies and she has halved her caseload. Mm. She has done so well. So I hope that she'll start yeah. to give some space to be able to really, yeah. really focus on, on her business growth now. Yeah. This is one of the metrics that um, our members in our Entrepreneurial Boardroom Alliance program, in our EBA pro- program, it's one of the metrics you have to put into the dashboard. Oh. Yeah, right? And we graph how much clinical and management time they're doing and we can see the lines changing Ooh. on that. I'm going to show you that sometime. That's such accountability, isn't it? <laughs> just saying, just saying, uh, particularly if you're really truly honest with yourself about where your focus and time is going. You know, you can trick yourself in and out of whatever you want really. But, um, you know, the scenario, and I've I've been there, um, the scenario is you end up with three full-time jobs. Full-time yeah. clinician, full-time business owner, and full-time manager of all things family and you know yeah. survival on the home front. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of work. It's a lot. And it can't, it's not going to end well, is it? No, no, no. Like me sleeping through Christmas Day. It was not a good thing. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> but probably the. Christmas gift you could have had. <laughs> I was look. I was very happy. Um, but yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't one of my finest parenting moments. Can't believe I said that. <laughs> You've probably got a whole lot of business owners listening to this, Kathy. Going, oh, I would love it <laughs> to me. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Curled <laughs> up on the couch in the corner. Right, presents done. Fed. I got two hours. Just play with your toys, people. <laughs> but, well, we can joke, but it's it's symptomatic of um, the role juggle, you know, and when you're managing these three full-time jobs, how do you set your priorities? How do you give yourself permission to dance across them? How do you even feel that you're doing a good job in any, any, any role? Um, oh. Yeah, I agree. I think as and I've had this conversation a lot too with our members and, and with others that as allied health professionals we have, we set extremely high standards mm. for ourselves. I think I've said this a load of times when I've supported businesses in various ways and I've said you don't have to write an abstract for a journal article here. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's 100 words, uh, easy read, let's just, let's just pull back. We set huge standards. We have trouble saying no. It just seems to be a common theme running across mm. uh, people who choose to move into this line of work and an absolute commitment to everything that we do, which just leaves us open for burnout. Yeah, yeah. And burnout 
Oh, I don't know if I want to go into burnout. I don't know what I think about that. I really rock and roll on that topic, I must admit. But whilst there seems to be sizable commentary about burnout for clinicians, I wonder where the narrative is for burnout for business owners. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I think about it. Mm, Me too. However, yeah, I haven't. I think business owners are very busy looking after their teams. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We know how hard they um, worked during COVID to keep people employed, to keep people Mm -hmm. occupied, Mm -hmm. productive, happy and safe. Mm -hmm. I think we saw that play out or the the fallout of that play out across probably March to September last year. Yeah, I agree. Although I'm seeing a lot of holidays happening now. Just in the last probably two months, I've seen a lot of people are saying I'm taking a couple of weeks, I'm taking three weeks. Mm. So perhaps people have just opened up enough space for themselves now to be able to take that little bit of leave. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, that's true, actually. That's true. Got everything back on the rails. It's running. Yeah. I've the person who was my two IC that left <laughs> at the end of COVID moved on. I've retrained somebody else. Now I can now yeah. I can take off for a little bit. And the business is going. Yeah. Like people have been they've been incredible, quite frankly. There's mm. no other way to say it. Mm. Yeah. What else can we add in for a Friday Arvo? Look I don't, let's finish on a high, shall we? Have we yeah, had, always. had some wins? Had some wins. I, I'm, I've been impressed with with a range of businesses and and members in the last in the last few weeks. Just embracing change. You know, mm-hmm. even when it comes to that chat GPT conversation we had today, <laughs> it's quite confronting. Just we uh, should have got some screenshots of everyone's faces. I think we should. Think of this ten hours later. But they came out of it thinking the sky's the limit here. Let me go away and mm-hmm. have a crack, you know. I just I'm just loving this attitude that we're seeing from people a little bit energized, yeah, a little bit happy yep. to embrace embrace what what's in front of them. Let's just give it a crack. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the confidence to be able to reflect on what they've achieved in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to lean into the screw-ups uh, <laughs> in our language, like how it is, but to also be able to sit and trust the process of what is technically very fast lightning planning yeah. and to kind of park their perhaps natural te- more natural tendency of, oh, I need to think about this and I'll, I should really do this and I, it's not a priority and I'll do it, and, but to actually in 45 minutes create a quarterly business plan Project plan, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah. You're right. I guess there's courage and there's resilience there and there's a a bit of a sentiment of, okay, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with fees and pricing and rules and regulations, but, you know, move out of the way. People watch us. We're innovative. We're adaptable. We're recruiting like crazy. We know how to make our businesses work. Please cut us a bit of slack. You know, there's a few things, government and departments that you could do, but there's a quiet confidence there as well, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you. It sort of brings, I'm going to use a sporting analogy here, Kathy. I hope you're okay with it. Okay, uh, I'll just go and pull my water bottle. Go to my, yeah, go on, grab a coffee. <laughs> when there's, uh, in rugby league, which is my favourite sport, um, when a team is is defending their line over and over and over and over and over again, 
we always say if they successfully do it as tired as they are from that from that extended period of defense they come out actually more confident because they've managed to defend that line successfully for an extended period of time and often you'll see that team go on and score soon after and I, I kind of wonder if we've got this cohort of business owners now in this situation where they've been on that line for a really long time, defending yeah. their business, defend, 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 doing what they have to do to just stay alive, to stay alive, to keep bums in seats, to keep clients on the to just keep going. And they've done it and things are picking back up again. And now they're ready to kick goals. That's I want that's the attitude I'm smelling in the water at the moment. <laughs> smelling <laughs> in the water okay yeah, like a shark like yeah, a yeah, shark yeah. yep that is so interesting I would have never have come up with that I'm not even sure which rugby you're talking about but I know that there's two so that yeah that could make a bit of sense I hope that that's the case I really do I yeah really do. I, I think I'm feeling really optimistic yeah 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 absolutely yeah absolutely speaking of optimistic Friday afternoon it might be one o'clock, I think. Could be, could be. You've got some running around to do, I know, but um, me actually. we're going to do a few more of these. I wonder yeah. if people will like these ones and listen in like they do the others. Well, how about they give us some feedback? That would be awesome if you did listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> the metrics will tell us. The metrics will tell us. All righty, have a good one. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Kathy. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.